Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I am so excited to say that this is my 30th episode. This is my 30 flirty and thriving. I can't, I can't and I can believe it. I can't believe it because when I first started this, it'll be a year in July. Mad Yet Mighty turns one in July. Um, but I'm kind of like been reminiscing the past thus recently on where I was a year ago um, and kind of, you know, just at this point in my life where I am, I've, I've kind of checked in with myself the other day and I realized I was like, oh my God, I'm on like, I'm kind of in like this really good, we're getting to be in like this really good place. So I was kind of like, you know, all these things are kind of, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm or let me let me backtrack and say I wouldn't necessarily like a good place like a good because like a good place can be confusing and sometimes people will, will take that and think oh you know she's happy and everything's perfect every single point of all of her days and that's not by that's no that's not the case but what I mean by is I recently have started to see and feel like the, in this good place is because the changes that I started promised myself a year ago it was literally I feel like it was in it was April of last year I I sat down and kind of had a really come to Jesus with myself I was like I mean I was I was the heaviest a year ago um the heaviest I'd been in a very long time um I was in a you know going on I was in a three-year relationship that I mean after so much reflection and 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 just um mind I don't even want to say mindfulness that's such a I feel like that's such a trash can word now but I just I've been working really hard on just moving forward moving forward in all aspects of my life and I and I said to myself and so so what I mean by I was you know so yeah I was at my heaviest I was in a three-year relationship where after reflection and looking back on everything you know was I I was unhappy like I was unhappy and I didn't know I was unhappy because I thought that that I just thought yeah so it's been as you can see I'm kind of as well as I've known what I was wanting to say I'm kind of also figuring things out as I speak right now on this microphone um so I wasn't probably in the you know in the in in the greatest place and I wasn't in the greatest place mentally my mental health was all over the place it was running wacky um and probably thinking okay well that was there was probably things in your relationship that were you know triggering that it was just like everything was triggering everything and I just didn't you know I just didn't I didn't realize it until like you're out of it you know not saying that I was in a bad relationship that's not what I'm saying but I was unhappy and I didn't know why I was unhappy and I've just spent a lot and I and I told myself, well, you know, last April um, and it was going before we were going on a family vacation. I was like, you need to get like and I, I actually saw pictures of myself um, on New Year's Eve, last New Year's Eve. Was it last New Year's Eve or two years? Two, two, because it was it's it's been a year. I'm not good with time. I'm sorry. I'm just anyways. I saw pictures of myself and I was like, oh, my God, I, like. I look like I just thought that I looked swollen. I looked big. And I and I'm not saying like gigantically norm huge by that's not what I'm saying. But for me, 
for my body, I was like, wow, Megan, it, I could, I could see it. It was bad. So, um, and like I said, mental health was kind of really not in a good place either. It was just, I, I'm an extremist. So I feel really high highs and I feel really low lows. I'm an empath. I feel things. I, I take on other people's feelings and I feel them as my own. And it just makes it, it's a, it's a very yo-yoing ex- exhaustion feeling on top of, you know, struggling with already anxiety and depression and just, you know, there was a lot happening. Um, I sat down and told myself, I said, I like seriously had to come to Jesus with myself. I was like, you need to get in control of your life. You need to get in control of your emotions, of your mind. I was completely not in control of my mind and I'm not, and I'm still not in control of my mind. However, I'm, I'm putting the effort and chipping away and I'm starting to feel the results. I'm starting to feel the results of repetition, of creating habits, creating good habits. Um, and it's hard as shit. It still is hard. It still is hard. I don't like, like, I, for instance, I just had a bowl of Brussels sprouts. And did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Because I feel like I make great Brussels sprouts. Pat myself on the back. But, I mean, it's what I have loved to, like, lay down and had Chick-fil-A instead you bet your ass you bet your ass I would have loved that and dipped everything in Chick-fil-A sauce gone through six Chick-fil-A sauces because that's how much I'll go through yeah of course I would have rather loved to do that but I'm I know that I know that that's gonna make me feel like shit and it's gonna make me feel like shit longer than it makes me feel good so I'm just I'm not putting myself in those places. Do I will I treat myself? Yes, I've treated myself and I do treat myself and I've kind of have started to figure out this balance that works. Um, but before I, you know, kind of get in, I because I, I just feel like I kind of wanted to do like a personal check in. I feel like it's been some time has passed. A lot of things have happened. I got like I just I just leased my new car because I lease and it I feel like I had this car for the last three years, it was like that finally solidified. I don't know, just kind of like closing a chapter. It was weird. And that car was white and this car is black. I don't know. It's just all these yin. It's just these yin and yang things. I'm just kind of coming to a place where I just feel like I want to talk about my, like I personal wellness. Like I said, I would talk about on this podcast. And so therefore I'm going to talk about it. But um, yeah, just kind of touch base. So that was my goal. That was my goal last April. And um, since that happened, you know, there were, there were, were excuse me, monumental changes that occurred um, from, from a breakup to, um, you know, financial changes to living on my own to just a bunch of things, getting my, getting my mind and getting my mental health on track. I have been, you know, I've, I've, I've been in and out of therapy my whole life. I've been off and on medication my entire life. I, I don't know what works. I don't know what does work. Sometimes it just feels like I'm just, you know, would be constantly doing these things and like running on the hamster wheel and not finding any result. Sometimes that's what anxiety and depression feels like. You're running on this hamster wheel of you're just constantly telling yourself every single day, is this what I'm going to do is just tell myself every single day that things are going to be fine and things are going to be fine. Are they ever really going to be fine? Does anyone else? I know other people. I know other people feel. I mean, I know it. That's how it feels sometimes. So I just, I wanted to, 
I really wanted to get in control of my mind. I really wanted to get in tr- control of my my thinking habits, my th- my thinking patterns. We have terrible. We are constantly looking at everything else compare so we have created these really just negative thought processes in our own minds about ourselves um you know little rant but it I just so there's things that I have started to really just see like just see differences and it's blowing it's just kind of blowing my mind um but it's good so I just I mean, to get kind of like into the nitty gritty of things. So I started seeing this doctor who was like a primary care physician for for like his whole like his whole life. I mean, that's like what he did. Um, He stopped doing primary care and then really started to focus on um, more of like the mind and the brain study and um, and more so and more. He has certain things that he really started to like hone in on. Um, all having to deal with like neurotransmitters and, um, and I'm not going to get super into like the science of it because I don't want to lose anybody, but I do also, I mean, it, it's super cool. But, um, so he, I started seeing him because I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, I'm just going to try everything. Like I'm going to try alternative, you know, for someone who's gone and done therapy their entire life and done the medication route their entire life. Um, I was like, I'm open to anything right now. Like, I am just open to anything to get my mind on track. So I, you know, on top of starting to seek outward help, you know, I really ramped up making physical, physical movement a part of my every day. I'm not saying that I am doing these crazy workouts every single day. No, I'm literally making sure that I get enough steps a day. I wear a step counter. I'm trying to walk. I'm trying to do, like, I'm not doing anything strenuous. I'm just slowly trying to make habits that are going to be long lasting and that are not going to just be temporary. So on top of that, so started seeing this doctor and um, he, I, I, I like did this whole test. I like was spitting in tubes, you know, had to do the urine sample and he was going to, you know, t- test for certain levels and we were actually going to see physical, I, you know, didn't realize I was actually going to see physical numbers explaining the imbalance in my brain. So when I got the, I just got my test results back and it was, I mean, it's insane. It literally measured my, what I made, what, how much serotonin I make and how much I need to be making. Um, I only am producing like 71, whatever the measurement of serotonin. And that's like three times less than where I need, than where I need to be. And serotonin is our, is our, is our happy, is the, is the happy chemical that keeps, is like a big part in sleep and is a big part of just making us feel great and happy and balancing our emotions. I'm literally making none. Um, And then there was another piece that was really vital um, it's called GABA and it's once again it's another part of something that is produced in or that is produced by neurotransmitters in our brain and I am not making basically any GABA either which is the produced to make us feel ah, like at ease and calm um, I'm once again not even remotely near where I need to be um, and I'm also on currently on medication so my medication is stretching out my serotonin that I don't make already, therefore tricking my body into thinking I'm making it so it doesn't, causing it to deplete even more and more over time. Anyways, so he is basically treats on like a, like a 
like a neuroceutical supplement. He gets you on these regimens to balance you, balance you out, like every balance your entire levels out. And it's we actually were referred to him by someone, um, someone who knows my mom, and these people swear by him and said that they had saved their, you know, their life or, you know, daughter's life. You were going through similar things anyways. So it's, it's been a really great experience. And I mean, I'm excited to actually see that, okay, these things that seem to be invisible to people or like to me at basically my whole, like I'm seeing them on print in numbers, knowing that, okay, like this is something that can be, this is something that we can work with. So I think this is also me too saying that if you're someone who, has struggled and is struggling for years with um, anxiety or depression, I really, really highly recommend looking into um, or just looking into something, whether it's going and seeing a new doctor, whether it's going to see a new therapist, um, finding somebody who tests and treats based on, um, you know, your neurotransmitter. I just kind of just doing a little bit of research, just I'm, I'm t- from somebody who is just was tired of just like, sh- just tired of struggling. I was just tired of struggling with and fighting with it. I was like, I need to start being proactive and figuring out how I'm going to make my life better, how I'm going to make my one life here better and more and one that like I'm like, ex- you know, excited to live. So I started that. Um, I also started seeing a spiritual healer. Yes, you heard that correctly. I started seeing a spiritual um, healer. She is also a medium. She is a, she's a sensitive, intuitive, clairvoyant, um, with shaman descent. She's phenomenal. Um, and I started seeing her and it's something that I, for me being a spiritual, I've always considered myself a spiritual person. I was like, this is such a big part. And it really, I do believe in, I mean, this, I mean, talking to the girl who has crystals throughout her house and, certain I I mean I do I burn sage I I burn I burn different woods I it's I just I believe that all I believe in the universe and I believe in the land and I believe that there are powers from plant I mean this is this isn't something that is just made up I mean this stuff has been used for ancient I mean since ancient times these tools these western um not western but alternative you know, alternative practices and somebody who's, I mean, I'm open-minded. I was like, you know what? And I enjoy, and I enjoy learning about it. And I've always thought it's fun. I've always been a mystical, I've always been a mystical gal, a mystical Meg, ill mystical Meg. Side note, um, mystical Meg, I should add to my nicknames. One of my other nicknames as a child was Manatee Megan, because like everyone in my family got a really cool name that had to do with the beach when we were on vacation, except mine was Manatee Megan. That was really great as you were a budding 14 year old, 13 year old girl. Wink, wink. End of side note. Anyways. Um, so yeah, back to like, so yeah, I really, um, really started to ramp up meditation, really started to ramp up my crystal usage and my essential oils and, um, and, you know, burning and just rich, just creating rituals for myself and putting intention and affirmations. This was all part of the mindfulness that I'm talking about, just new practices that are just all good practices to keep us. And honestly, meditation has helped me is is crazy and it's it's confusing it's like what is meditation are you just sitting there like like making noises it's like no I've I've done guided meditations I actually have downloaded an app on my phone and I started doing guided meditations and you can set the time you don't have to do them really long you can do them pretty short and it's um it's been a nice once again 
we are, what am I trying to do? I'm just trying to train my brain to have better habits. My like control of my mind, control of my wandering mind, which is the downfall of a lot of things. Um, so on top of all that, I am now also, I'm just kind of going through these recent changes. I have now also starting to see a huge change. I'm down 20 pounds, um, than where I was last year. So I, and you know, 20 pounds, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot for me. That's a lot. It didn't feel like over time, I just felt like nothing was happening and I felt like I wasn't seeing any changes. So I constantly took pictures process through the entire thing. And that was the only, I encourage you, if you are trying to lose weight or if you're just watching your weight or just trying to become healthy, take pictures. I, it sounds crazy and it might suck. Trust me, looking at your, looking at your sorry ass in your underwear or your bathing suit in your mirror. I know it sucks. Trust me, especially when you get it from the, like the back angle, like looking at me, like it's not, it, you know, it wasn't pretty, but it gets prettier. It gets prettier. And then when you see the pictures, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Like there's actually like huge change happening here. And so that, I mean, and I actually, j- j- I just went to the doctor this, this week. Um, and that's I, Dr. Cobb, my, um, one who I've been seeing for my, you know, just getting myself balanced. I got on the scale and it would, and I just, my mind was blown because the like numbers have not been representing what I've been feeling as my, you know, clothes start to fit differently when you're kind of, you know, on that, on that path. And I was seeing all that and I was feeling good, but I was just really bummed. And I, and I know they say never go by the numbers on the scale. Yeah, we know that, but we do anyways. Um, and I started to, and I saw that and I, I was just like, okay, like this stuff is like, it's working. It's working, like working and putting in effort on yourself. It, it works and take it from someone who, my God, I mean, she's the queen. I'm telling you the queen of self-sabotage. I mean, not even self-sabotage because I mean, my numbers prove it. Like I've, I've found every shape and way to like dip dive and to not show up for myself. And I just was tired of not showing up for myself. And there's still days where I'm like, Mm, okay, well, instead of walking what I normally walk, I'm just going to like do this. Where, and there's some days where like, I don't. There's some days where I don't. But I try to do something every day where I'm, I know I'm going to feel better about myself after doing it. Whether it's tidying up as I go in my apartment or um, str- like just, you know, certain little things or like, you know, getting everything ready for my lunch the next day to just make everything smoother, making like making my espresso in the morning, my little morning ritual. I create these rituals for myself in my beauty, like in my skincare. I do too. Like I just recently started really started loving, like rolling my face out at night with certain oils and just, I'm just trying to take care of myself. I, that's what, that's what this has been. You know, I'm on this personal wellness journey. I'm on this wellness journey of different things and different experiences that are going to, sorry, I just kind of, I'm trying to adjust because my feet are falling asleep and they're, yeah. And I was spilling everything everywhere. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm, and I, and I, and I know this might sound like rambling. If it sounds like rambling, I apologize, but I just feel like I wanted to, I wanted to share just, I wanted to share where I am and I wanted to share what I've been doing and just like I said, just for like a personal touch in, touch in on the, um, on the podcast and just for anyone else who's, you know, has 
is in a similar situation or has can relate in some way. That's always that's always the goal. Another thing that I I think that I just learned recently as I've been like dating and I mean, like, I've been actually doing a pretty good job of dating, which I need to give myself a pat on the back for because, like, I never, I've never been like this because I, I also feel like I'm a, kind of gaining this confidence myself and kind of really building myself on, like, a basis of, like, my own confidence and not confidence off of someone else. So I'm really kind of starting to, like, feel myself. So sometimes when I, like, go on dates, I'm like, this is actually, like, kind of exciting because, like, I get to be, like, this like because I'm proud of like who I am and what I'm doing and I'm like I get to be this person whereas like I kind of look back on like where I was like in my last relationship and I was like ooh, I don't know like I don't really like I don't really like who that girl was like I mean I like who that girl was but like she didn't like who she was and she wasn't doing things to help herself and damn I mean I feel like I've just shed off like all of that and and, and it's still like I say I don't want to like sound like everything is really good and upbeat and go me because that's not the that's that's not the case I mean shit shit still gets dark you know like shit still gets dark I still eat a gallon of ice cream in like three days like you know stuff happens but another thing that I've realized with like been dating recently which I actually went on two dates this past week which I will not be going on a third because honestly like you should I'm this is just a little side rant and then I promise I'm making note that I will come back to where I was because I'm going to be more focused in my podcast and the last one was spacey and I do apologize back to this um you know what let me just say this real quick I am sick and tired of this whole movement of girls ruining this whole dating experience for me and for other girls. You know what? I might want my meal paid for. I might want somebody to offer to pay for me. And everyone out there who's running their mouth, who's making it a big deal that I could pay for myself. I don't want you to ask to pay. Like, shut up and sit down and like pipe it for the rest of us who would like to enjoy a free meal and be taken out on a date. Okay, so I wasn't paid on these last two dates, or he did not offer to pay and did not pay for me on my last two dates. And just to say we went on rather cheap dates, which I'm not saying it's about the money and I'm not saying it's about the price. I'm saying that, like, you can afford to cover my $6 plate of pizza. End of rant. Anywho, where was I? Taking a sip of the tea, taking a sip of the tea, tip of the tongue. So another thing I've been doing recently, thinking of all this date, you know, putting myself out there with dating, going on dates. Um, you know, if things don't work out or I'm learning things that I know that I don't want, like, you know, see a sorry next. Like, it's just, it's nothing personal, but like, you know, I think it's better that we, you know, don't see each other. I'm not thinking so much anymore of what did I do wrong in this scenario? What did I do wrong? Why doesn't he like me? That's a very old Megan self-conscious. Like, I'm somebody who, and I'm working on this and I'm working on this with Jen, um, who is my wonderful, beautiful um, healer who I'm working with, my value for some reason somewhere along the line, and this I think is probably stemming back to lifetimes before me, like, you know, lifetimes that I, that are in the past, I somewhere, somehow, some way, have it. I have this program thing in me that I base so much off of my value um, by what a man thinks of me and that probably gets pretty like deep and dark and like maybe kind of like I don't know like door door not Darwinism but I'm like ex- we're like I'm, I'm I'm exploring and healing that part of me of knowing that I do not need like my value does not come from what a man thinks of me um 
And I'm really, 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 really working on that. I think it's probably because I had a couple of uh, one really terrible relationship at like a young, very like primitive age and like self-confidence and that coming of age um, that I think. But I, you know what? But I don't even want to blame it on just that one thing. So I think this is something that is systemically, like I said, it wasn't this lifetime. It was previous lifetimes. Anyways, um, not what did I do wrong in this situation, but what can I learn from this? And I, and I, and I suggest you maybe take this home, put this in, you know, tuck it in your pocket, take it out, eat it as a snack for later. When something happens, because my first reaction is to go, ooh, what did I, like, obsess. I obsess. What did I do wrong? What did I say? Did I do something wrong? Did I, stop thinking about what you did wrong and, because, the right person, one, isn't going to think you did something wrong. And two, you didn't, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Let's, let's flip the script. What can I learn from this? And that's what I've, as hard as it was in this last little fling that my head got, you know, I buried my head in the sand. It was a brutal wake up call, but I mean, it was a wake up call for me. Don't, because I started to feel like I was going to spiral down in, a, in a, like a deep, dark depression of why doesn't this guy want me? Bam, 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 bam. But I was like, no, nope, nope, nope. You're smarter than that. You've been working harder than that. We've been doing this for a year. Stop. Reset. Get your mind straight. It's been in the gutter. Um, sometimes we have to pull ourselves out of that, like, just that, that you, we don't even know it, but we have that constant reel going in our head, playing things that, like, we're, like, this is what I'm not doing and this is what I'm doing wrong. And I, and, and I, and she, it, 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 it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Um, and we don't even realize it. And we don't even realize that like we're on this autopilot thinking all of these like negative things, but they don't seem negative because it's like we think them every day. So it's like we get used to them. Um, so flip it. What can I learn from this? So that's just, that's just some little tidbits of kind of what I've been doing recently and where I've been personally. I just, I just felt the need. I kind of wanted to sit down, like I said, for episode, episode 30 and flirty and thriving, even though I'm 27, not 30. <laughs> um, I just felt like it was, it was time to kind of, I don't know. It was like time for a touch in. I just feel like leaves are changing. Things are turning. Um, my, my, what's, what, what was the flower? My chrysanthemum is, is opening spiritually um and yeah also one of my goals is to eliminate the snooze button I literally think the snooze button is the demon devil soul and it makes me so groggy and this is coming from somebody who never used to hit the snooze button and she started hit this hitting the snooze button and I turned into like a four-time snoozer five-time snoozer like that's sick like that makes me sick to my stomach and I need to stop it I need to stop it right now and I've been like researching about it and it's it it's so bad for us snoozing that much. If you're going to snooze that much, just set your damn alarm to the time you're actually going to wake up and you're going to feel so much more rested. But I was waking up like, so early and I just just really didn't need to like be doing that. And I'm kind of like trying to find a space and trying to and I got like in this habit in the winter where I started to sleep in because it was dark and I don't work till a little bit later and I was like, "Oh, I can still get up." And no 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 no. The winter slippery slope is over and spring is sprung and she, the snooze button, I am flushing it down the shitter 
And um, because seriously, when I snooze, I, I feel like I'm a zombie walking through my day. And I'm just, it's a terrible habit. And that's, I should have gave up the snooze button for Lent. Lent has already started. Um, I'm also not a practicing Catholic. So, you know, it would be more figuratively than literally. Um, but yeah, so I, oh, I went to the Victory of Light show last weekend, which is one of like, it's a huge this is any anytime I talk about this I feel like I sound like a kooky like a kooky lunatic but um here we are so it was a huge it was at the Sharonville Convention Center just a big convention center here in um Cincinnati and it it's where there's psychics mediums um precious precious gems uh, gem dealers there's so just everything that you can possibly imagine there's just it, it, it it's just a huge convention and of course, um, I w- had to go. I've missed it a couple of times, and it's been something that has been on my radar forever because it's very on brand for me to be at the Psychic Fest, just saying. So I went, and I spent a lot of money on a lot of crystals. And at, there was this one point as I was walking around, you know, with my sage and with all of my huge chunks of crystals, because actually... Um, there was a guy that we had been waiting to see. He's called the Gem Guy. And it's actually who um, Jen, who I see, she gets a lot of her. Or she's the one who told me or told us. And she's he has he has like his whole house is just crystals and just rare. I mean, rocks and it's 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 insane. But his display was wild, and he has beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces, and at for really good, um, really good price. So, yeah, there was a lot of purchasing of the crystals. I'm sitting here with a big. I wanted to get some big chunkers for my house. I had a lot of like carry on me sizes, um, and I. But I really wanted to start getting into like big pieces that I'm would start to use in my house and in my um, you know, meditative body work because you know. I just, I just feel like I sound nuts when I say all this, but it worry, but I love it and it works for me and I believe in it and whatever. But yeah, so no, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Um, I don't really think I saw anything that was like super bizarre, like out of the norm. I mean, there was, I, I didn't really do any of like the extra, I should have gotten my aura picture taken and I didn't where you can, it's like the certain type of photograph that actually shows the the colors of the aura that you are radiating which is true this is not anything like hokey or pokey like this is like a real this is a real fact like we these are things that we actually do um so yeah went to that went to the victory of light so that was extremely interesting and great to add to my crystal collection and also something that I realized is like going on like a couple of first dates. And I feel like once again, this cannot be me, but I said this out loud. I, I have this thing where like, I feel like on first dates, like I black out, like I completely turn into a robot, like a shell, like a shell of a person who's been programmed. And I feel like I don't take in any information, but I'm, I'm acting like I am, or I'm trying like I am, or no, like I look like I'm taking in everything, but really inside I'm just trying to look like I'm taking everything in. If that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense. That's okay. 
but I feel like I don't I don't taste food like when I'm on first dates I don't taste drinks I don't know if it's because like I'm I'm so like I literally think it's because I'm so nervous I can't think or I'm just trying to be like you're trying to be everything like you're trying to be cool girl and then not cool girl but I was just thinking that because it's it's been a couple of times now and I'm like okay like I'm actually need to go back to that restaurant because I've never been and I don't remember what the barbecue tastes like and I'm really sad about it because I was so nervous I didn't even taste my food and like I like that's a thing that's totally a thing well let's bounce let's bounce bounce over to some new trailers some new releases some new announcements so for all of you cable television viewers like myself we got the release of the bachelorette trailer for hannah and i don't know about you all but this trailer was bomb this trailer was bomb ABC spent a pretty penny on this trailer. They have not done any kind of... So just to set the scene for anyone who's like, what are you talking about? It was the, you know, the trailer comes on. It's this very mystical, it's you don't know me. And that was a terrible um, vocal. And there's Hannah and she's in like this dress with this crown and it's, she's walking through the forest. It was very like print, like princessy Snow White and where she's walking, like the roses and the grass start to grow and start to green and... She takes off her skirts and she's okay, but she has pants on. Like it, it's it's not weird. She takes off this skirt, but she has this pantsuit on, and she she throws her her um beauty queen sash on the ground and she throws her crown and it says, Think you know her, think again. And scene. And it was a phenomenal, it was beautiful, but yeah, they definitely spent a pretty penny on that. And um I got me real excited. I'm, 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 I have to say, May cannot come soon enough. And I think it's going to be a great season. I haven't really done any more research. I'm kind of trying to keep it, you know, under wraps because I can get carried away and I can start to read spoilers. And then before we know it, I know who wins the whole show. And we don't want that to happen. So here we are. There was another trailer that was released for the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie that is going to come out on Netflix. It was released. It was going to be on Netflix. I, I, it was filmed in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, and I had no idea. I don't think anyone really had an idea that it was going to be filmed on Netflix. Um, but ergo it is. So it is going to release on May 3rd. I did find out. Um, and I, I actually found this interesting. So it's actually going to be, um, so it's based on the book, The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy. Um, and it's actually by Ted Bundy's longtime girlfriend, Elizabeth um, Clofer. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But basically, the movie is a chronicle of crime. So it's the chronicle of crimes of Ted Bundy from the perspective of his longtime girlfriend, Elizabeth, who refuses to believe the truth about him for years so that's a little bit and and the newer trailer that they released was a little bit darker the first one had some comedy um I am still very excited about Zac Efron I know when people first see Zac Efron they think of high school musical they think of you know very like teeny bopper like everyone loved him like you know pretty face but not good at acting Zac Efron has acting chops absolutely 100% I think he has a really great I think he has really great timing I think he has great comedic timing now obviously this is going to be something a little darker a little more twisted it's Ted Bundy but um 
I I'm very much so looking forward to his performance in it. It's it's almost like it has so much hype for me that I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, that I, but I don't know. And and it's Netflix too. And I some some of the movies Netflix puts out I really like, and some of them I just don't. But I, Netflix didn't put it out, so that's the thing. That's the thing that's that I think is gonna. It's like a, that's like a huge piece, and I have to remind myself that it it's not a Netflix movie, but it's going to be released on Netflix. Um, which I'm, you know, I absolutely, that's going to be here before we know it. And I freaking cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay. The Joker trailer was released. The DC, DC's The Joker, the origin story. Well, it's not called that, but it, the origin story. Um, and I, first of all, um, I, I'm like, I'm like sitting here. I'm kind of like, I'm like freaking out because I'm just like, I'm so excited about this and I'm. And I feel like this is very similar to how I got when I found out about when Heath Ledger was playing the Joker and started to do my obsessive research and just waited and waited and waited for that movie to come out. I'm, I'm so excited. But Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing the Joker in the new DC title movie Joker. Um, and so it's it's going to be like it's it's not going to be like any of the other Joker movies that have come out, it's going to be kind of give us a brand new perspective. Um, that was one of the things that like the director, Todd Phillips, he was saying he wanted a new, he wants this new perspective in him and Joaquin Phoenix, who is going to be playing the Joker. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, for people who don't know the name, the movies that he's been in, Walk the Line, he played um, Johnny Cash, he was in Signs, he was in Her, he was in Gladiator, he was in one of my personal favorites, The Village. Ha 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 ha. Um, but he is going to be playing Arthur Fleck, which is the name that they're giving our Joker in this movie. Um, there's always a ton of different names, sometimes not named at all. But so, yeah, Walking Phoenix and Todd Phillips said that they're wanting to, of course, outdark the previous Jokers, which, of course, anyone's going to say that. And honestly, the Joker is such a beloved character. We all love the Joker. We love whenever something Joker related comes out. We've had a lot of good ones. We've had Jack Nicholson. We've had Heath Ledger. We've had Jared Leto. Now we're going to be having Joaquin Phoenix. Um, it's, I think Joaquin Phoenix, I think he's great. I think he's absolutely, I personally think he's brilliant. Now, I think he's brilliant. I thought he was brilliant in Signs. Like, I think he, I just, he does really good eerie shit. And I think that that's why I like him. Like, the movies, like, The Village, once again, one of my favorite freaking movies. Because I think it's because it's Joaquin Phoenix. Honestly, I'm obsessed with him. And it's not even that he's, I mean, he has been in, a like, a large amount. He has been a large amount of movies. I don't know if anyone remembers back when Joaquin Phoenix was doing his mockumentary, I'm Still Here. Or not a mockumentary. He, he did, he filmed a movie about if, like, himself, as himself, like, Joaquin Phoenix becoming a rapper. And I was freaking out at the time because I thought he was losing his mind. And I was like, great, another one of my favorite actors losing their shit. Probably going to, you know, I'm not going to say that because that's d dark and morbid. But I was like, here we go again. When all it really, it was just, like, a performance piece, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm, Joaquin Phoenix, the trailer is... I watched it a couple times. The first time I watched it, it was it it made me feel like it has that which we love. It's giving you, it's serving you that eerie feel with this kind of, you know, classic song of smile though your heart is breaking. And then you have these weird images. And the Joker that he's seeming or so 
basically what it's going to be. So the story about the Joker, if anyone is like, I have no idea. So, or not this, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into the story of the Joker. I'm going to go into the kind of the plot line of the Joker movie. So a failed stand-up comedian is driven insane and becomes a psychopath, psychopathic murderer. So basically... I did, like, kind of started to do my little, like, dig in, dig in, dig in a little bit of research here. And there was a lot of, so the director wanted to take and took a lot of Martin Scorsese, who's another amazing director. So it's very Martin Scorsese influenced, this movie. And really specifically, there are a couple of movies that Joaquin, or Todd Phillips, the director, really kind of wanted to base, like, this so this Joker character, this theme of this like compulsive quest that like essentially just leads him on his downward spiral. So he's trying to be this like comedian. He's trying to be this clown. He obviously seems like something's not right with him. You know, he's living with his mom. He's a grown man. He's bathing her in her bathtub, which is weird. He sounds like there's something cognitively maybe not all there. Like there's some kind of something going on psychologically that maybe would regress him a little bit. Um, so everything's like kind of super bizarre and then he starts to get you know then it's like it's like the story it's like the one bad day that happens to the guy and then that's you know that's the story that makes him the villain so it's his day it shows you know his life what happens on that 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 makes him turn so it's that origin story of the villain the joker so i I'm ecstatic. I can't wait for it. I I thought it was fascinating because Todd Phillips, the director who's going to be doing the Joker, he did The Hangover. He did Due Date. He's known for old school. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be, a, I mean, it'll be, it's going to be a whole new, not not necessarily a whole new world. I don't know his whole, you know, I don't know his whole resume of what he's done, but I do know that I mean, The Hangover and then all, I mean, all The Hangovers, which are great, which are great movies, but a completely different genre with a completely, um, that, and then Due Date was even filmed, but everything kind of started to look, actually, now that I think about it, everything kind of started to look, um, kind of similar. Anyways, I'm just kind of going on, but, um, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting that the director, he really wanted to base kind of like this, this fall, there's like a lot of nods to like a couple of like Robert De Niro characters, from some Scorsese movies like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull in in the trailer that basically, but Robert De Niro's characters in those movies, it's the same thing. It's like this man who goes on this quest and is basically, he like drives himself insane. Um, anyways, so that will be out next October. So it'll be out October 4th, 2019. We'll keep an eye on that. I thought it was pretty crazy that the budget for the movie was like 55. It said like estimated like 55 million. So I always find that stuff kind of interesting. Another trailer that dropped, hello, another good one that we need to keep, that I need to keep, that I will be keeping my eye on is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is the new Quentin Tarantino flick. It's going to be his ninth film and it's actually going to be coming out in um, this July. So um, and the budget for that one is 95 mil estimated, which is huge and awesome. So basically, this is another one that I'm really excited. Why? Because I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't always used to like Leonardo DiCaprio. It didn't always used to. I, um, to be completely honest, like I used to, my whole Leo, Leo DiNara, 
Jesus Christ, can I speak? My whole Leo DiCaprio theory was that, like, he wasn't a good actor. He was just given really good scripts with, like, these monumental roles. I just feel like you could always see Leo in every role. Like, he wasn't completely gone. That then started to change for me when, what was it, like, the defining factor? I think it was The Departed. The Departed was, like, the defining moment where I was like, okay, I'm talking out of my ass and I think I'm just saying that because everyone loves him and I was like trying to go against the grain and like trying to be like counter Leo but he's he's amazing like he's he's amazing so it's so the so the plot line of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Quentin Tarantino's ninth film is a faded television actor Rick Dalton who is Leo DiCaprio and his stunt double Cliff Booth Brad Pitt strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age of 1969 Los Angeles. Super cool um, about this movie is it's going to be running adjacent of the Manson murders, and that is going to be kind of playing, kind of like feeding throughout the movie. So Margot Robbie, who everyone knows her from Suicide Squad, she played Harley Quinn and also from a plethora of other movies, um, The Wolf of Wall Street. She was Leo DiCaprio's wife, but she's going to be playing Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate, the famous Sharon Tate, who was murdered, one, one of the Manson murders. And she's actually the next door neighbor to Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And there's also going to be Manson in the movie. So it'll be interesting. I'm not, it's, it's, it's listed as like a comedy. Did it say comedy drama? So pretty pretty typical Tarantino you're always going to have some laughs and then you're always going to have some gruesome scenes he did say that this is going to be very similar to Pulp Fiction and the fact of how he wove everyone together and they have like these everyone is connected somehow but um the if you haven't seen the trailer I highly recommend go seeing the trailer it it, the the trailer is hilarious Leo looks bomb I, I I think the whole idea of like Leo and Brad Pitt together Brad Pitt's another one who Whenever I think of Brad Pitt, I'm like, ooh, pretty face, pretty face. But I'm like, no, he constantly proves me wrong. He blew me away in Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button was a really long-ass movie, really weird. I'm not going to say Benjamin Button's this great cinematic. I mean, it kind of was. I mean, it was. Cinematically, it was dope. Okay, whatever. But he's really good in that. And he's really good in, in Glorious Bazaars. He's really good in literally everything that he does. Um, he's like, he's just good. And he and he does. And it seven he's amazing and I just don't yeah yeah I don't I mean no one's fighting me on this I don't know why I feel like I have to fight for Brad Pitt but um he's more than a pretty face that's just that's just all that I'm saying highly recommend go check out that trailer um so yeah it looks really I'm super excited that's definitely on my watch list um that I am waiting for Lion King released another extended trailer they were just pumping stuff is pumping out at us slapping us in the face and we actually got to hear um, we got we got to hear some of the voices. We got to hear Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, which I am just I am so ecstatic about. I don't think there's a better vocal pairing for a character than Seth Rogen. And if once again, let's let's help the people out who don't know who Seth Rogen is. He was in Knocked Up. He was in Pineapple Express. <laughs> like he, I, that was a terrible Seth Rogen imp- laugh impersonation. Um, but he's playing Pumbaa, and and you heard some of the music, and you heard. Um, James Earl Jones as Mufasa. It was really good. It was really good. Check that trailer out if you haven't seen it. There's some other announcements um, that I was I 
was jacked about because I watched season one of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It is available on Netflix currently and it was renewed for a second season. So yes, there's going to be more mutant superheroes and Ellen Page possibly, um, you know, ruining and ending the world. I highly recommend, I've talked about that in previous podcasts, but it was a, it's a great show on Netflix that I actually really enjoyed watching and, um, I didn't get bored. The acting was really good. Like I was impressed by the, well, some of the act, some, okay, well, some of the acting. I, I kind of got ahead of myself there. It's just a good show. It's fun. It's a fun superhero-esque show. Um, Homecoming, the Beyonce, a film by Beyonce, not, you know, Beyonce's movie. It's a film by Beyonce. We'll be releasing on Netflix, y'all. And you know what? I watched the previous Beyonce special on HBO. I kind of got obsessed with it because I feel like I have this battle with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like I constantly think like they're in the Illuminati and then I constantly think that they're not. And then I think that they're like amazing people. But then I always hear that they're part of like this darker whatever. I don't know what to I, I have these weird. I don't I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like hidden messages. But um, this wasn't supposed to be like a negative plug of Beyonce. But Homecoming, her film that is going to be released on Netflix, is an intimate and in-depth look at her 2018 Coachella performance. So it's everything behind the scenes, like her creative process, her conceptual process, and then the cultural the cultural movement that became, um, that was her performance having to deal a lot stemming back with like the black, you know, Black Panther and a lot of that, a lot of that black history which um I'm actually gonna be I'm I'm really really intrigued um to watch it I think everything she touches that I've seen like visually like whether it's been a documentary or you know music videos or like she so I'm I'm excited to watch it for that aspect I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan like music wise I listen to her songs um I'm not saying that I'm not a fan because I, I don't want people to be like, man, that's unlikable. Everyone likes Beyonce. But I'm, I'm not saying I don't like her. I'm just like, she's not like, I'm not like going to play her in my car. Like, that's not what I want to like listen to in my car. Um, and then another thing that I cannot believe that I freaking heard. They are redo or they're doing a Grease prequel. Yes, you heard that correctly. A Grease prequel that's going to be called Summer Lovin'. I feel like that's kind of tacky. But I mean, what else are they going to call it? And it literally is going to be about the summer before J- Sandy and Danny, like the summer, the summer, like we're going to know, like we're going to know what happened. What We already know what happened. So I found that out. I was like, you know what? Are, like, do we really care? Like, do we really care? But I guess Greece is such a phenomenon and it has ranges over so many different, so many like different generations now that it probably would pull a lot. A lot of people, you got the older generation, you got the kind of middle. And I mean, like, you can still, you could still play Grease and like, everyone's going to burst out and sing. Like, everyone. So, I guess it'll be interesting. Um, So, the, the John August, sorry, I'm kind of like, (laughs) can't get my words together. John August, he was the one who wrote Big Fish, which is one of Tim Burton's best films. Big, or, or, yeah, Big Fish is a great movie. But he's who's writing the sh- he's who's writing the movie. So y'all, we'll see. We'll see what that's gonna be. Let's see what that's gonna be like. Okay, let's pounce over and talk about some pop culture nuggets that I wanted to like drop and talk about. Before we talk about any of this pop culture, I do want to say that right now we are in a very bad culturally. We're just in a really bad place. We're everyone's very counterculture. Everyone's very offended. Everyone's very sensitive. It's just something that we're going through right now. So like 
I mean, our our political climate has made everyone just want to yell and scream literally about everything. Like we're just it's just a time of like no one wants to hear the other person's side at all, whether what side you're on in any form, shape of walk of life. So we're just in this weird like place where like everyone wants to yell. Everyone wants to bitch. No one can like take a joke. Everyone's offended. Everyone's got to say that like, you know, we're not allowed to do this. For example, the whole Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin was mostly Justin Bieber. I don't know. Haley Baldwin posed for the picture. Okay. Let me back up. Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin pulled a April April Fool's Day Thanksgiving or not Jesus April Fool's Day not Thanksgiving April Fool's Day prank saying that they were pregnant. I fell for it. He had the little sonogram picture. I mean the picture of of Haley like literally with like like in like the gyno office that they posted on Facebook looked a little posed to me. I will say, but you know what? She looked like she had a bump. So. And people flipped the frick out about it, saying it was so insensitive to the people who are trying to have children and who can have children. And it's like, you know what? I totally understand that. And I totally empathize and sympathize with anyone who was hurt by this joke that was not supposed to hurt anyone. It's a joke. That's simply what things are. Jokes are things based off of typically difficult situations. Jokes are normally things that are that are that come from a place that like you joke about them to like make them not necessarily to make them better. But I mean, if that's the rule that we're going to throw, if we're going to slap that rule on it saying, okay, um, people can't get pregnant. So you can't, you, you can't do anything like that. You can't post a, you can't paste and uh, post that April Fool's joke. Well, then it's like, okay, well then that needs to be the rule with everything. Then we can't joke about anyone, anything, any, any ups or downs. And you know what that is? That's boring. That's stupid. That literally is so dumb and everyone just needs to toughen that fuck up. Yeah, I said it. You heard it. You heard it leave my mouth. But that's that's what's going on. And you know what? I once again, I sympathize. I understand. I get that thing. This, you know, there's things that that people are struggling with, but there are also things that are not meant to like that are not a personal attack. If it's not a personal attack and if it's not physically hurting, you know, really like attack, like then why just just let it be. Just let it be. Um, okay, what is going on with this little Nas X? I, I like, for one, love the song. Actually, when I first heard it, I absolutely freaking like despised it because it just sounded so it just sounded weird to me. Like his voice kind of weirded me out. Um, but and it was such a controversy. The the country formats were so mad. They were so mad at this song because he's saying it's country. They're not saying they're saying no, this isn't country. Um, you know, it was, it was taken off of, what was it taken off of? It was like taken off of like the country stations. And then I think like, because of like the whole uplub, Billy Ray Cyrus was like, yo, I'm this, (laughs) this song is great. Let me get on it. That's exactly what Billy Ray said. That's exactly the way he said it too. Billy Ray Cyrus gets on this song and it is a banger. It is a straight jam. Billy Ray Cyrus looks like I can just picture him in the studio with his long hair and he's kind of squinting his eyes in my, and he's like belting this song and talking about his his Maserati and his oh my god so good his, and he sounds amazing on it and I literally think about just all of the Cyruses just like bumping to it and like like loving it that I've 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 spent too much time picturing that. 
but it was the first Billboard Hot 100 country song since Carrie Underwood's 14 years ago. Like, that's wild. And it's been the number one song in all formats. So culturally, this song is a monster. Um, and it's, like, hilarious. Like, when I looked up Little Nas X, his, his genre is is hip-hop music and country rap. So, I mean, I'm diggity. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm saying these weird. I don't know why I said diggity. I shouldn't have said diggity. Um, <laughs> what's happening coming over me? I just, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, anyone who's listened to this podcast in the past knows that I'm obsessed with Bobby Bones. And Bobby Bones is a nationally syndicated radio host who hosts his show in Nashville. Um, is literally like the top, like he's like the top radio guy right now. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Like Howard Stern, he like talked about him the other day, which he was like flipping out about because Howard Stern's like one of Bobby's idols. Anyways, it's, so Bobby is really big in with ABC Network right now. And just, so he's on American Idol. He won So You Think You Could Dance. Um, not So You Think You Could Dance. Um, Dancing with the Stars. He's on American Idol for his second season. ABC is trying to get him to be The Bachelor. And I know that nobody's going to believe me when I say that, but literally he has been, there's been multiple times where ABC has is, is trying to get him to do The Bachelor. And if he does The Bachelor, I will shit my pants. But he's saying that he would not because he would need to still do his radio show. So they would need to either build him a set. And he knows that they're probably not going to do that. I don't know, though. It wouldn't surprise me, too. Like, I could totally see him doing it and then not telling anyone or just doing it and making it work. Um, But he's he's buddies with grocery store joe because they were both on dancing with the stars and grocery store joe advised him not to do it so we'll see if he takes his advice i don't think he's going to take his advice britney spears checked herself into a mental health facility and that made me so sad i was like okay downfall the heroes amanda Bynes, britney spears like are we just gonna spiral back down ladies but actually um so britney actually was doing her vegas reason or or jesus vegas residency and um i i guess her dad got really 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 ill um scarily ill and she put that on hold. And then like on April 3rd, it was reported that she checked herself into a mental in, mental faci- health facility. So I just want to say my prayers and my love go out to Brittany Jean Spears because um, homegirl, we need you back. We need you to keep posting content on Instagram, your dancing videos and your videos with your boyfriend um, of you two dancing together. I need more in my life. So love you, babe. Um, another person who I need to say a prayer for is Dennis Quaid because I'm obsessed with him and I love him and I think he's the most beautiful he was the most beautiful man ever and then I saw him on the ACM awards last night and I didn't even recognize him I literally was looking at the tv and I said who is that weird old man on the side of the stage and I almost cried when I found out it was Dennis Quaid so then that inspired me to go on a Dennis Quaid um binge so I started to look up and I saw that he was in this new movie and I watched the trailer and I literally shed a tear he is in a movie called The Intruder and he plays the creepy man trying to break into someone's house is your career that bad Dennis Quaid that you have to take roles like this is this seriously what we're coming to he was seriously the hottest he is no longer Nick Parker he is no longer Nick Parker from The Parent Trap one of the hottest the hottest dills ever. And I don't just drop that that acronym. That is a weird acronym to say. I don't enjoy it. It makes me feel awkward. And I just said it. And you know what? I'm not, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. 
American Horror Story released their brand new theme or their title and it's going to be American Horror Story Summer of 1985 and the teaser that was released was very it paid a lot of homage to like our 80s slasher movies now in the past when I have seen these 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 trailers that American Horror Story will release like pre any kind of promos being shot they typically have nothing to do with the season like does anyone remember the Roanoke one with like the steam coming out of the top of the cabin I mean, I guess there was a cat. I don't know. I just feel like they always try to lead us off. So summer of 1984, I read a couple of weird theories, maybe some aliens, maybe some leading back to when, I don't know. I feel like no one is ever right. I feel like no one ever has guessed what it's actually going to be. So I'm not even going to like take any of those into consideration. So there's that. Another big, huge chunk of news, huge chunk of news. Our Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, they were, I, I'm, freaking out I cannot wait it's gonna be seven dollars a month so Disney is coming out with their own streaming service just like Netflix just like Hulu everyone is going to be coming out with these streaming services now it's all going to be that we're going to be paying little bits here and there um, and just kind of have these bundles of streaming services and then cable's probably just going to completely go away Um, so for seven dollars a month is what the Disney plus is starting out at and it's your paid subscription without any advertising and it's give, gonna give us all the access to Disney's library, Disney and Fox Legacy's libraries content. It's new, gonna be new content, exclusive TV shows and movies, documentaries, reality shows, competition shows. Not only that, it's it, so it's Disney, but it's every brand inside of Disney. It's Marvel, it's Pixar, it's Star Wars, it's National Ge- Geographic. It's gonna have Fox, ABC. It's gonna have over. It's gonna have seven thousand five hundred episodes of Disney TV shows. So I'm, I mean, come on, Lizzie McGuire, that's so Raven, Boy Meets World. I mean, those are the ones that I'm concerned about. Obviously, there's like a lot more important ones. Like I know everyone's freaking out. It's gonna have all of the Simpsons. It's gonna have a bunch, a bunch of stuff. It's gonna have original documentaries, like we said, um, and then all of Disney's studio films, which is five hundred titles. There's going to be a live action Lady and the Tramp that's coming out. I know there was gonna be a couple of like. Um, Disney plus exclusive Star Wars like like high like big budget shows that they're going to be shooting Um, I know that they're starting a couple other series or movies around um, like Loki and other and Tom Hiddleston is is attached to it Um, I know there's going to be a couple I mean there's a bunch it's going to be absolutely crazy and it's starting at seven dollars a month my ass is going to have that faster than you can even click snap jump slap your ass I'm going to have that I'm I'm freaking out I'm so excited the fact that I can watch oh my god even oh my god even Stevens I didn't even think of even Stevens <laughs> so the Disney plus is coming out so everyone guard your loins Apple's coming out with one I know that all of like the network shows I know CBS because the Twilight Zone is on the CBS access streaming I'm, I'm telling you all it's going it's it's all it's it's insane look it up and I probably didn't even cover I probably missed something that like might have like tickled your fancy but it's it's gonna be in it's gonna be crazy and um another thing that's dropping that I know some people might care about is Taylor Swift does she have new music coming is it new music is it not new music I don't know but allegedly it's coming out on 426 isn't that what the date said but I do also know that she's been she's been tied to cats and is going to be starring in cats I don't think it has anything to do with cats I think it's going to be new music but I don't know. I just feel like 
I just feel like she's crazy. Like she just went on this like psychotic world tour that I mean recently ended. I guess just I guess it's been a bit, but I don't know. So Taylor Swift is coming out with new music, and you know it's probably gonna be really good. I was into her last album. I'm definitely gonna get this album. Okay, let's talk about a couple of things. You know, let's talk about a couple of things that I've recently watched. Maybe some good su- um some suggestions if you're looking for something. Um. And actually, I really don't have that many. But what have I been watching? Well, I'll tell you. I've been watching season two of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I give that five out of five spells. I thought it was really great. Enjoyed it. It was very, the, the scenes and the it's darker scenes, a lot of darker imagery. Like, you know, we see hangings and song of a girl in half and like blood. So it was super, it, it, it was dark and I was, and I was into it. Um kind of long but um definitely five out of five so if you haven't watched Sabrina on Netflix or if you want or if you watch season one season two is great I also watched The Perfect Date also on Netflix starring Noah Centineo who was hot 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 um he's just like this teen heartthrob who's basically all over Netflix if you have no idea who I'm talking about but he's been in a couple of movies on Netflix I'm gonna give this one a two out of five dating apps and I'll tell you why so Noah Centineo plays this character, Brooks Radigan, and he's trying to save up for college. And by saving up for college, because he doesn't have money, he decides that he's going to create this app and he's going to basically become like a date service. He's going to be whatever date you want. And he meets this feminist, modern woman, extremist, quippy, sassy girl um, who's his first. And she becomes basically like his kind of like friend. And then he's trying to impress the rich girl. You know, I'm I'm even boring myself talking about it. It, it. I gave it two out of five dating apps. If you really are want to watch kind of like a like a romantic chick flick, I guess watch it. It it really wasn't even that good, and that's a shame because I really love Noah Centineo and to all the boys I loved before, and I'm very excited for the second one that will be coming out. Um, so that's what I watched on Netflix. Um. The Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones, and no, I am not wearing my wig. I am not wearing my Daenerys wig that I did kind of um, showcase on um, on Instagram the other night because I just got a kick out of myself. Thought it was so funny. Um, I'm super. I mean, what is there not good things to say about this episode? I thought this episode was. Um, I mean, we are hauling ass, people. Like, winter is coming. Winter is here. The White Walkers are coming. They're breaking through the wall. Like, we, like they're moving at light speed. I think it was amazing that it was fun to see, you know, Daenerys in Winterfell. I think it was awesome for all of the reunions that we had with Jon and Arya and Jon and Sansa and Bran, even though Bran is weird Bran and Third Eye Bran and not really Bran. Um, I, you know, I, I, and there's like... We, you know, we're having this tension between Sansa and how she's sad. You know, she's not she's not excited about John choosing to bend the knee to Daenerys. Um, so there was a lot of kind of this like a lot of a lot of big relationships that were kind of brought back together in this episode, which I think kept everything really juicy because there wasn't a lot of action. We didn't have any deaths, but I think there was a lot of main storylines and a lot of juicy pieces that kept us a lot of characters that meeting and seeing each other for the first time or for the first time in a long time. Um, which really kept this episode moving forward. And when we bounce over to King's Landing, I mean, we have Cersei find, finding out that the wall has fallen, and then her, f- like, s- like banging Euron Greyjoy, which I can't even stand his character. But then a big thing that I saw was Cersei was guzzling wine in her Leia. Isn't she supposed to be pregnant? And I know that that might not be a thing, and she might still drink wine, because, like, it's back in the day, and, like, who gives a shit? But, um... 
I did notice that. So is she actually pregnant or did she have sex with Euron Greyjoy to get pregnant to then say that she really does have a baby? I don't know. These are all just theories and all just talking outs, talking outs of loud. Um, it was nice to see um, Theon recover his balls and save his sister, Yara. That was nice. Um, that was really nice of him. Um, Any what's what's touch, 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 touch. And it Oh my god, I forgot Braun. So we have Braun who was ordered to kill his besties, Jamie Lannister and Tyrion Lannister. So that's gonna be that huge arc. And I love Braun and I'm sad and I don't want him to die and everyone's gonna die. Then we had this like whole new world moment with John and Daenerys and how they're like on their magic carpets, aka their dragons, and they're flying, and it's this beautiful scene, and it's everything I've wanted and more. It's everything we've all wanted and more. And don't even even freaking lie about it. And then apparently. I mean, not apparently. The ending was insane. Well, then, okay, okay, okay. We we can't skip the fact that John. So we have Daenerys meeting Sam, telling him that she killed his mom and dad. And I and I'm sorry if you don't know about Game of Thrones. You can just fast forward this little part. But for the people who watch, you know, like, hey, what's up? Sam told John that he is actually the heir to the throne. And that he was Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark's son and not really Ned's son. Not really Ned's son, but his nephew. Right? Yes. And Daenerys is his aunt. But who cares? Because I want them to stay together. So there's that huge big bomb. That huge big bomb that now the characters know what we've known forever. Hello. And then our very big piece of the ending, which I absolutely loved, which was Jamie laying his eyes on Bran. And Bran sitting there with his creepy ass smile, waiting for him, waiting for him. Um, really, 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 really good episode. And you know what? I just want to say this on this, this passing. How dare anyone, how dare they shame us for being excited for this show? You know what? Like I get, once again, I get that we're in this like counterintuitive pomp culture where it's really cool to say that you hate something and that you don't watch something and like, cool, we get it. No one cares. But like, this is probably one of the greatest shows of our lifetime. Like just by like stats and how much money that has actually been put into the show and everything that the show is, it's phenomenal. So like, I don't want to hear it. Okay. So if I want to wear my wig and talk about Game of Thrones, let me. All right, y'all. This has been such just a beautiful, it's been a beautiful time. Um, I think I've gabbered and gabbered on. It's probably going to be quite a lengthy episode, but that's okay because, um, you know what, whatever. It's Easter weekend. It's Easter weekend. Happy Easter, everyone. Well, it will be Easter this weekend. I'm going to be going to Pittsburgh to see my family. Um, you know, the Easter Bunny, he's a, you know, he's a weird freaking guy. I was pretty messed up from a child from the Easter Bunny considering my parents just put a lot of effort into Easter Bunny. Like there was grass, wet, dewy grass inside my house. My, my my dad would take the video camera and he would make noises off camera and like shaking of the camera and like hopping on the ground. It was very traumatic. And then like we would watch it and then we would see all of this like in our house and there was cake that was eaten. So I think like stemming systemically from my like traumatic Easter Bunny experiences as a child, which I'm very grateful for my parents for doing that. Um. I'll just leave you with this. And this just this is just a beautiful little tale of what a weird ass I am. So I think I have PTSD from Easter because I thought it would be a really fun time to um, a couple. It's a this was a while ago to take my wisdom teeth that I got removed. And I asked to keep my wisdom teeth as I was messed up after surgery, which, you know, also says something about me. Um, took my wisdom teeth and decided to put them in Easter eggs and hide them in one of my friend's beds. So when he woke up in the morning after sleeping with I don't remember which um, friend. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, 
they woke up to bloody teeth in their bed and I thought it was gonna be really funny and I thought everyone was gonna laugh about it but he got really really mad so I mean I guess I just have a really skewed view on what you know the what the Easter season is about and I know that's not true I know what Easter season is about we have Jesus and he rose from the grave um but you know I just think you should take that little bit of knowledge with you you know take that hiding bloody wisdom teeth in Easter eggs feeling that that feeling of pure excitement and joy of knowing somebody's gonna find your treat this fun Easter weekend um yes <laughs> that was just a, on that on that on that leaving on that last note um thank you all for listening to this lovely this this has been such a lovely time um yeah thank you all for listening uh please go and follow at mad yet mighty Instagram page for some sometimes funny posts, pretty pictures, spiritual things, who knows what will be coming out. Um, please follow that. Please subscribe to the Magic Mighty podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Done that yet. Um, or always five star episode. Leave a comment if you're feeling, if you know, if you're feeling great. Why not? You know what? We got to say it. We got to pedal it. We got to pedal our shit, right? This has been awesome. Feel like we've, feel like I've really expelled some, expelled some stuff and left some stuff here on the microphone. You know, sometimes it's just... Yeah. Well, on that note, once again, thank you everyone for listening. I'm your host, Megan Cipollini. This has been Mad Yet Mighty, and I will see you all next time.